Capital, Volume 1, by Karl Marx. Preface to the First German Edition. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, visit LibriVox.org. This reading by Karl Manchester, 2007. Capital, Volume 1, by Karl Marx. Preface to the First German Edition, 1867. The work, the first volume of which I now submit to the public, forms the continuation of my Zur Kritik der Politischen Ökonomie, a contribution to the criticism of political economy, published in 1859. The long pause between the first part and the continuation is due to an illness of many years' duration that again and again interrupted my work. The substance of that earlier work is summarised in the first three chapters of this volume, this is not done merely for the sake of connection and completeness. The presentation of the subject matter is improved. As far as circumstances in any way permit, many points only hinted at in the earlier book are here worked out more fully, whilst, conversely, points worked out fully there are only touched upon in this volume. The sections on the history of the theories of value and of money are now, of course, left out altogether. The reader of the earlier work will find, however, in the notes to the first chapter, additional sources of reference relative to the history of those theories. Every beginning is difficult, holds in all sciences. To understand the first chapter, especially the section that contains the analysis of commodities, will therefore present the greatest difficulty. That which concerns more especially the analysis of the substance of value and the magnitude of value I have, as much as it was possible, popularised. Footnote. This is the more necessary, as even the section of Ferdinand Lassalle's work against Schultze de Leach, in which he professes to give the intellectual quintessence of my explanations on these subjects, contains important mistakes. If Ferdinand Lassalle has borrowed almost literally from my writings, and without any acknowledgement, all the general theoretical propositions in his economic works, e.g., those on the historical character of capital, on the connection between the conditions of production and the mode of production, etc., etc., even to the terminology created by me, this may perhaps be due to purposes of propaganda. I am here, of course, not speaking of his detailed working out and application of these propositions, with which I have nothing to do. End footnote. The value form, whose fully developed shape is the money form, is very elementary and simple. Nonetheless, the human mind has for more than 2,000 years sought in vain to get to the bottom of it all, whilst, on the other hand, to the successful analysis of much more composite and complex forms, there has been at least an approximation. Why? Because the body, as an organic whole, is more easy of study than other cells of the body. In the analysis of economic forms, moreover, neither microscopes nor chemical reagents are of use. The force of abstraction must replace both. But in bourgeois society, the commodity form of the product of labour, or value form of the commodity, is the economic cell form. To the superficial observer, the analysis of these forms seems to turn upon minutiae. It does in fact deal with minutiae, but they are of the same order as those dealt with in microscopic anatomy. With the exception of the section of value form, therefore, this volume cannot stand accused on the score of difficulty. I presuppose, of course, a reader who is willing to learn something new and therefore to think for himself. The physicist, 
either observes physical phenomena where they occur in their most typical form and most free from disturbing influence or wherever possible he makes experiments under conditions that assure the occurrence of the phenomena in its normality in this work i have to examine the capitalist mode of production and the conditions of production and exchange corresponding to that mode up to the present time their classic ground is england that is the reason why england is used as the chief illustration in the development of my theoretical ideas if however the german reader shrugs his shoulders at the condition of the english industrial and agricultural labourers or in optimist fashion comforts himself with the thought that in germany things are not nearly so bad i must plainly tell him de te fabula narrateur it is of you that the story is told horace intrinsically it is not a question of the higher or lower degree of development of the social antagonisms that result from the natural laws of capitalist production it is a question of these laws themselves of these tendencies working with iron necessity towards inevitable results the country that is more developed industrially only shows to the less developed the image of its own future but apart from this where capitalist production is fully naturalized among the germans for instance in the factories proper the condition of things is much worse than in england because the counterpoise of the factory acts is wanting in all other spheres we like the rest of continental western europe suffer not only from the development of capitalist production but also from the incompleteness of that development alongside the modern evils a whole series of inherited evils oppress us arising from the passive survival of antiquated modes of production with their inevitable train of social and political anachronisms we suffer not only from the living but from the dead le mort saisit le vif the dead holds the living in his grasp formula of french common law the social statistics of germany and the rest of continental western europe are in comparison with those of england wretchedly compiled but they raise the veil just enough to let us catch a glimpse of the medusa head behind it we should be appalled at the state of things at home if as in england our governments and parliaments appointed periodically commissions of inquiry into economic conditions if these commissions were armed with the same plenary powers to get at the truth if it were possible to find for this purpose men as competent as free from partisanship and respect of persons as are the english factory inspectors her medical reporters on public health her commissioners of inquiry into the exploitation of women and children into housing and food perseus wore a magic cap down over his eyes and ears as a make-believe that there are no monsters let us not deceive ourselves on this as in the eighteenth century the american war of independence sounded the tocsin for the european middle class so that in the nineteenth century the american civil war sounded it for the european working class in england the process of social disintegration is palpable when it has reached a certain point it must react on the continent there it will take a form more brutal or more humane according to the degree of development of the working class itself apart from higher motives therefore their own most important interests dictate to the classes that are for the nonce the ruling ones the removal of all legally removable hindrances to the free development of the working class for this reason as well as others i have given so large a space in this volume to the history the details and the results of english factory legislation one nation can and should learn from others and even when a society has got upon the right track for the discovery of the natural laws of its movement 
and it is the ultimate aim of this work to lay bare the economic law of motion of modern society it can neither clear by bold leaps nor remove by legal enactments the obstacles offered by the successive phases of its normal development but it can shorten and lessen the birth pangs to prevent possible misunderstandings a word i paint the capitalist and the landlord in no sense couleur de rose i e seen through rose-tinted glasses but here individuals are dealt with only in so far as they are the personifications of economic categories embodiments of particular class relations and class interests my standpoint from which the evolution of the economic formation of society is viewed as a process of natural history can less than any other make the individual responsible for relations whose creature he socially remains however much he may subjectively raise himself above them in the domain of political economy free scientific inquiry meets not merely the same enemies as in all other domains the peculiar nature of the materials it deals with summons as foes into the field of battle the most violent mean and malignant passions of the human breast the furies of private interest the english established church for example will more readily pardon an attack on thirty-eight of its thirty-nine articles than on one thirty-ninth of its income nowadays atheism is culpa levis, a relatively slight sin contrast with mortal sin as compared with criticism of existing property relations nevertheless there is an unmistakable advance i refer for example to the blue book published within the last few weeks correspondence with her majesty's missions abroad regarding industrial questions and trades unions the representatives of the english crown in foreign countries there declare in so many words that in germany in france to be brief in all the civilized states of the european continent radical change in the existing relations between capital and labor is as evident and inevitable as in england at the same time on the other side of the atlantic ocean mr wade vice-president of the united states declared in public meetings that after the abolition of slavery a radical change of the relations of capital and of property in land is next upon the order of the day these are signs of the times not to be hidden by purple mantles or black cassocks they do not signify that to-morrow a miracle will happen they show that within the ruling classes themselves a foreboding is dawning that the present society is no solid crystal but an organism capable of change and is constantly changing the second volume of this book will treat of the process of the circulation of capital book two and of the varied forms assumed by capital in the course of its development book three the third and last volume book four the history of the theory every opinion based on scientific criticism i welcome as to prejudices of so-called public opinion to which i have never made concessions now as aforetime the maxim of the great florentine is mine segui il tuo corso e lascia dir li genti follow your own course and let people talk paraphrased from dante karl marx london july the twenty fifth eighteen sixty seven end of the preface to the first german edition read by karl manchester 2007.